Hail and well met, listeners. It's me, best-selling author Voluthab Gadam. Stay tuned after the program for a preview of my upcoming series, Volo's Waterdeep and Kyridian, a visitor's guide to the City of Splendors, coming soon to this very feed. Now stay inside, pour yourself a glass of Equinox Vintage, and welcome back to Abandoned Quest. Previously on Abandoned Quest. My name is Rainier Neverember. No, oh, Rainier, last time I saw you, you were oh, only yay high. Have you found Floon? Is he okay? We were hoping you were him. There is not a doubt in my mind that Floon was taken in place of the real target, me. And he's like super rich and valuable? He would be an extremely valuable hostage if we just want to run off with him. Oh. The loading door rolls open and in marches a dozen men and women. Lord Neverember, I am glad to see you safe and alive in such unpleasant company. Captain, you stand before my rescuers. Is that what they are? Of course. You find the deep gnome, Zabilabob, leaning over a paper bird. Drown woman, look like a ranger, might be brigandy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, what? He's going to pick him up. Why don't we send that little bird to the guy we're looking for? <laughs> Does it, would that work? It's like a Hogwarts owl. It finds the person. Okay, throw the ship. I'm really excited to show you guys the ship. You walk by to where you left the crown of Midas, which you can now see is not there. Wait, what? <laughs> Did you forget it somewhere, maybe? That son of a bitch copper stole my fucking ship! The crown of Midas is gone. The four of you have made progress in your quest to rescue a man named Floon at the behest of world-famous author Volotham Gadarm. In the last few hours, you fought your way through a guild war between the Zinterum Black Network and the Xanathar Guild, and rescued a Waterdavian noble named Renair Neverember, who may be a powerful ally if you can get through this without revealing your true alignment, and you've strong-armed an untrustworthy shopkeeper named Zabilabob into handing over the key to tracking down your missing man. The five of you gather on the docks where, just hours ago, Blitz's golden family vessel was safely moored. But now the crown of Midas is gone, and the clock is still ticking to safely rescue Floon. Oh no, oh, I'm in really big trouble. This is really, really bad. Do we want to tweet at the ship? <laughs> I mean, you did just get a bird. We could follow it if we got another ship. Well, it's going to go into the water. I don't know about you, but can you swim as fast as a bird can fly? No. I can. <laughs> if we had another ship, we can follow it. Oh. We can't steal a ship. We're not stealing a ship. We, we just... No, but I have a lot of money. Maybe we could buy a ship. Can we rent a ship? Rent a ship. That seems better. At this hour. <laughs> uh, Lord Neverember, do you have a ship? I did once, but, um, you know, gambling. Uh, I don't, but yeah. Okay. What are the ship you, What were the ships you said are next to it right now? Heartbreaker and Hellraiser. Blitz is walking over to uh, the Hellraiser. Okay. I'm super down for this. Just give me a second. <laughs> Let me make up like 12 NPCs. <laughs> Does she still need energy? Does Blitz still need energy? What do you mean? Like, or HP? Energy. She said 4 HP. Yeah, I mean, I could use some. Can I like but... stab her with an EpiPen? Give her some adrenaline? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try and steal the ship, guys. I'm literally just going to ask them if like... I give them money if they will help me go after my ship. Carlina, did you just say stab her with an adrenaline needle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Is this in your inventory that I missed? The <laughs> no, it's not. We just transitioned over to Bioshock. Give me a plasmid. <laughs> okay, so you walk over to the Hellraiser. It's a massive galleon of blue and purple wood, accented with gleaming brass chevrons and adorned with the colorful flags of the Sea Maiden's Fair. It's constructed very differently from the Crown of Midas, with a stern castle so tall it nearly doubles the height of the vessel. The bowsprit is so high that it's almost vertical, beneath which is a womanly figurehead bearing the sharp teeth and webbed hands of a Sahuagin. You can also see the peaks of cargo crates piled on the main deck, beside decorations for the Sea Maiden's Fair. Um, I guess if there's like a ramp, I go up the ramp and I go to like... I guess ships don't really have doors. I don't know. <laughs> Several human sailors approach you before you're fully up the gangplank. One is plump and rugged with thick black hair, while the other is tall and lithe and blonde. The taller human holds his hands up and blocks your path. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tools are closed <laughs> and you are not allowed to sleep here, so go sober up somewhere else. Can I talk to your captain real quick, please? It's a little bit of an emergency. Unfortunately, our captain is on business in the castle ward, and he'll be very cross if he comes back and sees you meandering on deck, so why don't you shush, 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 and we can talk to you over the side here. All right, okay. And she backs up a little bit. How much money will it take for me to borrow your crew and ship, do you think? Oh. Well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> for like a day to find my ship, which was right here next to you. Oh, did you see when the ship that was right here took off? Oh, what a more appropriate question. We Wait a minute. <laughs> You're Captain Avianosets, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> you had that big gold gavel right across the way here. Yes, where did it go? <laughs> oh, wow. We thought that thing was so cool, but so heavy. Your waterline was basically up to the forepeak. <laughs> How did you sail that thing? Did it sink? <laughs> Guys, where did the ship go? I need you to focus, please. Mm, the bosun's got us really busy here. We saw your ship sail off, but we didn't super pay attention to it. We just assumed you had business to do. The taller sailor frowns and looks out at the bay. It's quite late, though. Their navigation's probably going to be hell out here. So I'm hearing that they can't have gone far. Recently. They left recently? Yes, it must have been within the last hour or two, I think. So it was definitely copper. Or Livingstone. I hear he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> We've got to get these supplies unloaded. Is there anything else you all need? Is there any way we could rent your ship to go find my ship? Oh, I'm sorry, Captain. We're here for the Sea Maiden's Fair. Even if we wanted to, our contract's with the city. How much is your contract with the city? <laughs> I'm a deckhand. I wouldn't really know what you're talking about, but if you want to maybe, I don't know, wait a couple days? Maybe Captain Zard would want to- No, it's not a couple days! I need to go now! Look, here's ten gold. Go find your freaking captain right now. I need to talk to them. This sounds like maybe you should talk to the authorities. <laughs> uh, Hustis Staggett is the city watch captain for the Dark Ward. You could probably hit him up about a missing ship. You know that. Mm, we're gonna... Mm, no. Mm -mm. They don't really like me. Very much. I mean, we could talk to the port authority. Uh, we could uh, knock on some doors, wake some guys up. Raynar, you, know? you want to go talk to the watch for us? Be real, real helpful? Uh, I'm sorry, friends, but if you intend to go to sea, I, I wish you certainly luck in pursuit of your glorious vessel. But I I, I have a friend to fly, to fly, to flew. <laughs> 
Ignored, the sailors nod politely and get back to work. Bogostavo is going to fucking kill me. He won't know, just don't keep, don't let him near the docks. He'll never know. He won't find out. It's it's a really big deal. I lost a ship, an entire family ship. Do you know how bad that is? Our business is a shipping business. <laughs> well, my young ward, it appears that your ship cannot have gone very far in all this darkness. What And you do not seem to have much in the way of prospects for going to find it. But I believe that I could marshal some of my considerable resources in the search for your ship. But that will require waiting until the morning uh, when we can interact more favorably with the... Um, what did I call them before? The Port Authority. Uh, with whom I have some dealings on account of all the wine that they like to drink. So, uh, my proposal is that you think hard about delegation <laughs> while <laughs> and how to better do it <laughs> while, we, while we solve this mystery, <laughs> and then we will return to the mystery of your ship in the a.m. when I will go to sleep and... Gravensby will probably be able to help you out with that. That's my pitch. Who else has one for why she should not immediately jump into the water and swim off in search of her ship? <laughs> Donnie, as a sailor, would I know how far they could like potentially get away before morning? Is this a roll? No, you have sailing proficiency. It's fine. Uh, you would know that they probably couldn't get too far, but also that... Anything ship-related takes a very long time. So, like, even if they were just outside the city gates or whatever, it would take a considerable time to reach there yourself. Oh, and in the morning, we can get Bogostavo. I'm sure he's asleep right now, on account of all the blood that will have been taken from him. Oh, God, he's, he's going <laughs> to be so mad at me. But, but he, he'll be awake in the morning, and he'll be able to probably tell you what is going on with your whole deal. He's not on the ship. How would he know what's going on with the ship? He seemed like he had a pretty good handle on, like, who all the characters were and what their names were and who would be likely to mutiny against Yes, you. I know my crew, too. I know exactly what happened. Copper came back. He stole the ship. Okay, do you know where he went with it, though? No. Like, where would he be likely to go with the ship if he was to go somewhere with the ship? He couldn't go back home with this ship. I can't imagine the rest of the crew going along with it, either. He'd probably want to head for open water. Hmm. But we have plenty of open water right right over there. Listen, I too will commit my considerable resources towards tracking down your ship. But I must, I must ask of you to help me locate my friend, Hot Flume. That's like two sets of resources you got just by us, like, chatting about it. Amazing what you can get done as a level one in this game. <laughs> So I have a feeling that uh, by the end of the night, you'll probably have a whole solution all tied up. All right. Okay. Okay. We find the floon guy and then we go after my ship and you both help me go after my ship because I need my ship. I cannot stress this enough. Absolutely. Yes. You also should not stress on account of how you are almost dead. <laughs> And it might literally kill you. My family will kill me if I don't have that ship. You don't understand. Like, right now, yes, I feel very shitty, but I will be dead dead if my mother finds out that I lost the ship. You'll also be dead dead if you are literally dead. So <laughs> let's get you feeling a little better and also solve a mystery. Okay? 
All right, let's go. All right. Okay. All right. If you're not feeling so great, I'm sure we could spend an hour at one of these fine drinking establishments for you to get on your feet. As long as no one has, say, a hard out time, they need to hang up this call. I could use a drink really badly right now. Yes. Let's go all night. Like a short rest's worth of drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys find a dockside tavern called the uh, Pink Parrot. And it's a, it's sort of a nicer place, you know? You get the feeling a lot of drunk dads come here after yachting or whatever <laughs> on their boats. And the drinks are expensive, but, you know, they're very sugary and good. They have lots of bleeding room inside the bar. Uh, and so Rinier buys everybody a round of drinks. Is there anything you guys want to do in this short rest? You got like an hour? Yes, well, I want to talk with Rainier about where his friend Floon is. Uh, just quick question. What are the mechanics of a short rest versus long rest? Because long rest, we get all of our hit points back. What What's the deal with a short rest? I think on a short rest, you roll for an amount of health. We can all race to figure out how much that is. Uh, <laughs> um, is there a hit die on your character sheet? Yeah, just, do we just click it? Yes, we do just click it. <laughs> okay, so I regained six. Okay, so I'm up to full health. I am not still. <laughs> so, Brayden, um... What have you been up to these last 15 years? Oh, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that, consolidating my power in Waterdeep, eliminating my rivals. Um, El- eliminating? Uh, you know, in like a uh, hostile takeover sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't want to reveal too much about how sinister I truly am to you. Uh, <laughs> no, certainly not. No, that would be unwise. <laughs> of course. So, my... Fine, friend. Mm. My boon companion, you might say. Ah, yes. Rainier. Mm -hmm. We are becoming quite good buds. That's us. So why don't you tell me about your friend Floon and where he is right now? Well, from what I understand, we've had a direct line to where he's being hidden out for uh, an hour plus (laughs) at this point. So (laughs) I I would say that uh, if, if I had an idea as to where he might be, it would be to throw this, um papered bird and see if it leads us anywhere uh eyebally Ooh, eyebally you say at least that's what that's what i think i'm not a, i'm not i've only taken detecting classes i'm not a professional i dabble i dabble in being a detective certainly not a professional at all okay so but if you are missing anything i'm always looking for practice what was your plan if it didn't involve any magic birds that would lead you to the solution. Well, I, I went down to the skewered dragon. I heard that there was a sighting of my friend, or well, a, rather, a sighting of us two. And so I heard that there were five people following us, and they had some distinguishing marks. After avoiding a confrontation with them myself, I went and found their hideout. I did a bit of bribery to a big shiny copper dragon that was inside here. Dragonborn, excuse me. Dragons are not in the city, of course, with the wards and all. Whoa, uh, hold up. Which is, hold up. Yes? You gave a big copper dragon money, too? <laughs> yes, he told me directly where to go. It was not an issue. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then I, I arrived, I saw the King Koo, they attacked me, and they tied me up, and they threw me into that dirty back cellar full of pickled smells. <laughs> but I had, uh, I was rolling around back there for a couple of hours until I managed to hitch the ropes around my wrists onto one of those super sharp shipping pallets you always stub your toe on, and I managed to free myself just before you came in, and I enacted my brilliant disguise of hiding among the mannequins. 
Okay, well, I guess that brings us about up to speed. Yep, that's about my story. <laughs> Your story didn't help at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we do have one lead, and it's the... Bird. Tiny little bird. So, I would suggest that be our next course of action. What say you, my ward? Are you feeling better? I mean, I'm feeling sick to my stomach, but it's not like a, I'm dying sick. It's more of like a, I'm very angry sick. But I guess we can use the bird... As a wealthy person, also entrusted with responsibility, I completely understand your feelings. Thank you. <laughs> and he sort of like bows, even though he's sitting down, but he still kind of manages to do it. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I ship you guys. I'm just going to say it. Zig is just <laughs> rolling their eyes. <laughs> Word that we could ship, but nay, it is missing. <laughs> okay. So she takes out the bird. Uh... So we just write his name on it, and then... No, it's already addressed or whatever. We just need to throw it into the air. Okay. I th well, which which one? Wait, which... wait, wait. wait we yeah, need yeah. to write a message on it first. What kind of message do we want him to receive? Also, there are two birds we can send. We can send the one that's going to the headquarters of one of the gangs. The Sanathar? Is that right? Yep, the Sanathar Guild. Or we can, we can take the blank bird and send it to Floon. I think we should send the blank bird because what if we're wrong about the Xanathar having Floon? I agree. And we're trying to find Floon, not the Xanathar. So, like, if, like, we're going after the wrong kidnappers, that's, like, a whole thing and we really got to get this over with. I agree. <laughs> we got a ship to go save. Um, so let's have Raynor write Floon's name and think about Floon really hard, I guess. And then and throw it into throw the it air. And follow it. Rainier, what would you like to say to your friend Floon if you could tell him anything? <laughs> Dear Floon. Good start. <laughs> I have missed you in these coming days, previous to now. I have been dabbling in <clears throat> detective work. I think uh -huh. you would be quite proud of how far I got into this mission without the help no. of murderers. <laughs> Please find enclosed a promise of your rescue from me and my four pals. Sincerely, see you soon. It's your boy. <laughs> Amateur detective. Oh my god, just write your name. Alright, okay, alright. And he scribbles the rest of it and sort of like pouts and passes it to you. Like, alright, fine, here. Alright, great. That was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh which who wants to throw it? I mean, I'm good at throwing, I guess. Brayden, you might be better at throwing. Is throwing a strength thing? It's a magic paper bird mm. for communication. Mm -hmm. I would be surprised if you needed to throw it particularly hard. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to do it. And she throws it. Indoors? You threw it indoors? It, j it slams into the window of the bar that you're in. <laughs> Good. Shit. This is why I can't leave you alone for five minutes. Ow, 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 my stomach. But the nose bends at the tip and it falls onto the ground. It gets kind of wet. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, guys. I may have fucked up again. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, go pick it up. Maybe it's ruined now, right? Okay. Uh, it's it's fucked up. Yeah, Donnie, did did you fix our loophole by ruining the the thing? Uh, no, I no, I did it. It's still it's oh, still it fine. functions. Oh, thank God. Okay, so she picks it up and Let's she's like it outside this night. She's just gonna shake it off a little bit, and she looks over like near a fireplace to think, oh, maybe I should warm it up, and then she stops. <laughs> no, this is a bad idea. <laughs> outside. <laughs> I can really see your word learning from her mistakes. It's so nice to see an up-and-comer. Yeah, her, her character development is through the roof. <laughs> I'm really proud. Okay, so you guys, pay your tab, you walk outside the pink parrot, and you're gonna throw this bird? Okay. What the oh. fuck was that? <laughs> what was that? That was no. the sound of the magic bird unfolding, obviously. You want to be sued by Nintendo? Oh okay. We're outside now. They're outside. Outside. The crisp, cool morning air. She, and she throws the bird. After okay. that bird. A falcon flies out of the air and snatches <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, so the bird takes off. It's sort of like at first does one of those lazy little loops like an airplane will do. And it sort of glides around for a second idly before it seems mm-hmm. to like pick up the scent and sail quickly around the corner. Great, we follow. I follow. Yeah, I also follow. <laughs> you guys chase it down through the dock ward and you see it weaving in and out of like old signposts and dodging the eternal flames of street lamps and it starts to get a little fast. So if you- Turn the bog to me. <laughs> <laughs> An enormous beast of a horse shows up at the middle of the road here. Ah! Fine horse! Thank you, he's very old. Is anybody else gonna hop on chair to bug, or you just take it off? Sure, I'll hop on. Yeah, get up on here. He's dope. (laughs) Braden, you gallop ahead of the others. Loud and crazy and, lit- and maybe on fire? I don't know how Chernobog works. <laughs> More of a shadow nightmare fog. Let's make a investigation check here for me. Okay. I know that's all we're doing, but... It's one of those horse investigations. Yeah, can you redo a horse check? <laughs> I got a 10 for my investigation check. But um, Okay, great. I'm also on the horse. Should I do one as well? Yes, you should. Alright. <laughs> yeah, that didn't do anything. Seven. <laughs> 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 All right, we see nothing, Donnie. Just hit us with it. You guys chase the paper bird down through the dock ward. Wait, Mike got a 10, though, and he got a 9. I'm confused. I was emergency rolling for chair to bug to see if chair to bug uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe picked up on anything. But, you know, whatever. So anyway, you chase the paper bird down through the dock ward, and going around to the corner, you just miss it. Damn. So you don't exactly see where it is delivered. Son of a bitch. And it is delivered, which might mean some uh, something later. <laughs> but the paper bird leads you to sort of a an alley. Or what am I saying? Like a, what's like a big space between two buildings? Like a lot. It's like a big empty mm. lot sort of across from the water. And inside the lot, you see like a little statue of a lighthouse. Whoa. It is shaped like, if you know the history of Waterdeep, there was an old lighthouse that went down in a storm and it's sort of shaped like that. And at the base of it, there are letters and cooked fish and little effigies. And it appears to be a memorial to the sailors of Waterdeep who have given their lives to the sea. And you see a lot of paper birds down at the base, like people would send prayers over to the lighthouse. Are these reusable? Oh my god. They seem super (laughs) useful. Gather up as many as you can. Erase them. (laughs) These are not reusable. (laughs) And uh, lastly, there is a perfect spherical amber eye suspended in the lamp of the lighthouse. Oh. 
Okay, well... Have we all caught up by now or no? Yeah, Brayden gets off his horse, presumably as the other people are arriving, and says, Turn the bog! Away! (laughs) And the horse disappears in a black cloud of smoke. (laughs) Blitz, recognizing that this is like a sea memorial thing, is going to take off one of her gold earrings and put it at the bottom. Aww. This lighthouse will never work. It's too small. I don't think... It needs to be at least ten times as big. (laughs) What is this, a lighthouse for ants? (laughs) (laughs) I like you guys. You're fun. Blitz, as you place the gold earring at the base of the statue, can you roll a perception check for me? Sure. 18. Oh, thank God. Yes. Guys, I did a roll. <laughs> you can see that the eye of the lighthouse is glowing dimly from within, and it seems to twitch almost imperceptibly as you raise up from the base where you just laid the earring. Also, oh, well, I guess I'll just roll these into one. You brush aside a stack of the letters th- to put down the earring at the base there, and you see a blue wax candle with shimmering fish scales poured in with the wax. Ooh. It is a, I don't exactly know how identifying in this game works yet, but it is a candle of the deep, and it acts like a normal candle, even underwater. Take it. Oh, I don't, I feel like that's against my character to like. I'll take it. Or I'll take it, yeah. Yeah, but you don't see it. I see it. True. (laughs) But what? That's true. Well, my young ward, what do you see? Is it anything valuable that the rest of us might like to steal? Uh, No, it's. It's just stuff. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Totally unquestioned. (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with this tiny lighthouse? How is the person we're looking for inside of this tiny structure? I don't know, but I think this eye winked at me or something, and she's just going to put, like, her face up against where the eye is. Hello? The eye looks like it's trying really hard not to blink. Uh Uh, Poke it. Poke it. Wait, can I, wait, no, are you serious? Like, I can tell it's trying hard not to blink? You, you rolled a perception of 18 on the eye, so you can pretty much figure it out here, yeah. Poke it. Okay. Poke it. I blow on it. I blow on the eye. The eye rolls back, and the iris inside of it seems to shrink. There's not any lids on it, but it sort of has that same effect. And as it rolls back, you see dust at the back of the alley, the building that's facing away. You see dust sort of, like, shake off of it a little bit. Whoa. Guys, I think I found a secret passageway. Ah, it's very exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's going to run over. Did it open or did it just like kind of wiggle? It kind of wiggled. It hasn't opened or anything. Hmm. Mysterious. Okay, I go over and I knock on the door. <laughs> Maybe just poke the eye. Well, you, you don't see a door yet. You just see like a little, like a little wall. Like it's like a, sh- it's like sort of like a garden shed at the back there. Yeah, I'm knocking on it. Blow on the eye again. <laughs> you knock on the thing. Can you make another perception check for me? Or an investigation? No, perception check. 11. From somewhere inside this door, you hear... I think someone is smoking a pipe and puffing out. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm hearing something. There's a noise. Somebody else come over here and listen and tell me what you hear. Because I'm not, like, super sure, but I'm pretty sure that there's something on the other side. Cool, I go over. Can I do the same thing? Uh, you can make a perception check. Thirteen. <laughs> so a little better. <laughs> uh, you hear... Pow. 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 <laughs> 
And also, like, the scooting of furniture. Ooh. Just, like, a little bit. I'm gonna poke the eye. Just straight up. As you poke it back, you over by the garden shed hear locks sort of twisting inside of it. Guys, I did it! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did, Blitz! Yes, you did. (laughs) There's a loud click, and the door of the garden shed sort of creaks open. Yeah, we did it, you guys. Are you in here? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh fuck. How is our rogue? <laughs> Very roguey. <laughs> From the bottom of the staircase, you hear nothing. I don't hear anything when I yelled in there? Nope. <laughs> I don't know if he's in here. Shut up! Oh, listen. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> they know we're here now. There was something going on. So just as a little bit more description, the inside of the door has lots of locks and levers that you have just opened with your mm. puzzle solving. Mm-hmm. So inside the shed, there is a stone staircase winding down like into the dark. And there are yellow eyeballs painted on every inch of space, even the stairs and the ceiling. Oh, God. Sanathar. Mm-hmm. He's the eyeball guys. Oh, man. Remember when I bet that they would beat everybody up? <laughs> Shit. Rainier uh, pulls a bandana from his pocket uh, and ties it over his face. Whoa. Cool. Uh, what, what are you doing there, sir? Um, protecting my identity. Is that not something you all do? Uh, no, but that's probably a good idea. We should probably start with. <laughs> How have we not thought of this? Um, I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I would need something really big because I have like these blue scales. Yeah, I'm pretty blue. I don't know. And gold armor. Mm. I feel like I'm very recognizable. I'm a super famous giant guy, and my sin is pride, so I will not cover my face. Whatever. Let's. We'll figure it out. Get cool masks later. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> it's a cool idea, though. I super good for you to do it. It looks rather dashing, doesn't it? it yeah, it, it super does, actually. Do you want the code name so we have something to call you while we were in, are in here? Oh, oh yes. I don't think any of us pronounce his name right anyway. So <laughs> yes, I do. I do want a nickname. I will be called Batman Detective Never Ember. Oh. Really great code name there. I think you should go with something else. Detective, always cold. I love it. Love it. Oh, love it. That is okay. a good Brilliant. one. Okay. Brilliant. All right, my chill detective friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not a fake name. Great. Let's keep going, I guess. Let's do this. Stop. Let's go. <laughs> Who's going first? Detective Forever Cold, I guess. No, what? He's he's our valuable um friend. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stealth stealth in. Okay. I'm right there. Uh, roll stealth check. It's a nine. Oh, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are we rolling with d20s? Holy shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on because I have a plus five. <laughs> fine. Okay, so you you start down the staircase and you know when you like are walking downstairs and you feel your foot give out from under you, but it lands immediately on the next stair. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like that if you were wearing mm. a bunch mm. of gold armor. Oh, right. Uh, okay. 
You hear like the shuffling of feet coming from downstairs. I turn around and look back at everyone and I put my finger up to my mouth like, shh. Okay. I think that's very, very wise. Very intuitive, my young ward. Also, I, I pull out my rapier just so that's ready. Yeah, Brayden's going to follow this. He thinks it's very funny. Okay, yeah, it's like a very narrow staircase, so you're kind of going like one by one, and you step into a dark cellar lit by candles. The walls are made of loose stone and packed dirt, and the room that you've entered has six straw mattresses and several personal chests, as well as like the requisite rude calendars on the wall and empty bottles on the floor, and you seem to have found the sleeping quarters of the Xanathar Guild, including two people. One is a gray-skinned dwarf, common to you, Mizra, in the Underdark, known as a Duergar. He has an eyeball tattooed on the back of his head where he doesn't have hair, and he's wearing baggy linen pants and thick slippers, kind of like pajamas, Mm -hmm. and he's stacking wooden bed frames up against the door opposite the room for you. And the other figure is a human male with scraggly black hair and beard, also tattooed with eyeballs and wearing only a baggy linen shirt, no pants. And his eye is still black from the fight at the yawning portal. It's not going to work like that. You've got to plug the gap at the bottom of the door or they're going to see us. (laughs) (laughs) They don't seem to see you. (laughs) This is great. Do we know him? Yeah, he. I lost the bet because of that guy. Oh shit, it's that guy. Okay, I was like, I know him. Probably know him. What's his name? Did I take down his name? Well, let's find it out. Hey there, buddy. What? Oh my God. <laughs> no! Stop! What, what are you doing? Huh? What? It's just two guys. We can take them, and maybe they're friendly. Oh, son of a bitch! The Duergar <laughs> looks at you and glares at Krentz and says, "I mean, the guy whose name you don't know. <laughs> you were supposed to be watching the door. I was." I watched you barricade it all wrong. <laughs> the back door, the escape door, you clunk idiot. And the Duergar pulls an axe and gestures it at the five of you. Name yourselves. Misra Tistin. Hi. Put the axe down, please. We're not here to do anything. We'll help you escape if that's what you want. Not gonna lie to you. But uh, don't hurt us. We won't hurt you. Kind of a win-win situation, yeah? Uh, make a persuasion check, Misra. That's an eight. Wow. I sucked it. We all sucked today. Sorry, y'all. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're here to help us escape, are you? Not necessarily. Didn't say that. Why don't you tell me exactly what we're hiding from? Uh, the, the other people? The guy you got, the other, the guy that you got beat up from? Zemk throws an axe and it embeds itself in the doorway beside you. Roll initiative. Thanks for that. I rolled a 13. 23, baby! Holy That's shit. a net 20. Nat 20, damn. Mm. Nice. Mm. I got a 14. Mm. I got 17. First in the order is Mizra. Hot damn. No way. Wow. So before you, you have a Duergar Twist. with no shirt on, oh, wow. which I'm sure affects his armor class, and a human who sort of like stumbles back into the room, not really looking like he's ready to fight or anything. These are the two guys, right? Yeah. And there is furniture piled up against the door for some reason. I mean, I don't really want to kill them, but I want to maybe like hurt them. So I guess I kind of want to roll low, I guess. Also, just for the record, like if you're trying to do something non-lethal or whatever, and you roll super high, I will equate that to you being like successful rather than you doing like a zillion, jillion damage. Oh, great. Uh, Let's do my short sword, actually. So it's a 17 to hit. It hits. Uh, And then it's six piercing damage. 
So the Duergar did a little bit of a rush at you and you slash across his chest and he stammers back because he's not wearing a shirt. So you can see this big slash bleeding down his chest. And he says, Oi! Listen, we just want to find out what you know and we're looking for someone. We can end this now. Everyone wants to know what we know. We know everything! Oh, Christ. Or, uh, <laughs> Volo or whatever. Next up is Blitz. Blitz is going to try and grapple him and just hold her rapier to his throat. Strength check, right? I think so. My young ward is learning so much from me. 13? That does not uh, work, Okay. fortunately. So he sort of does one of those arm swirlies and pushes you away. Good instinct, though. I tried. You'll get it next time. Thanks. Uh, next up is Zig. Um, that same guy, have him do a wisdom saving throw. Okie doke. Not his strong suit. <laughs> Fantastic. Natural 20. All right. Yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> clearly, clearly. You see Zig like do some like hand motions. Uh, what What did Zig do? Uh, toll, toll the dead. Does that cost you a spell slot? Nope. Well then, next up we have the Duergar. Are you guys still like gathered up in the doorway? Uh, I mean, I attacked him, so probably not. I mean, I assume I'm like behind the guy now because I tried to grapple him and failed so i'm like near him probably behind him i'm still in the doorway going yeah eyeball guys <laughs> <laughs> the duergar is going to throw a javelin at you brayden whoa hey yeah that doesn't it <laughs> okay so he he throws an axe and it just sort of bounces off the door frame everybody's like ah for a second <laughs> brayden cool so that guy that just threw the axe at me he's the duergar right he is I am going to walk up to him and make a strength check. It was a 20. Yes, that works. What's he got? Okay, great. So, so Braden's going to grapple him. And then Braden's going to walk up the wall <laughs> while holding on to this dude. Now, you're you're in a cellar, so the ceilings are pretty low, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, so. it's just it's just a, it's just it's just a power move. Yeah. Uh, let me go. Yeah, yeah, big brick. That's it for now. Yeah. On his turn he can contest it. <laughs> Next up is the human. No, stop. It's a misunderstanding. No, I... He looks at the door and makes a dash for it. Is he passing any of us? Does anybody get an attack of opportunity on him? Ooh. Is anybody still in the doorway? Um, I think somebody's still in the doorway. Yeah, I, I might. Feel like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Zig. Like yeah, Zig, Zig has Zig's still in yeah. the doorway. Yeah. Okay, Zig. Give me a d20. Jesus oh. Christ. God damn it. <laughs> oh, it was an eight. For uh, the viewers at home, she rolled... A D12 and got a nine, and then rolled a D20 and got a fucking eight. Oh my god, Sarah, what is with you in the dive? So the human <laughs> runs and does get past you, but is not all the way up the stairs yet or anything. Am I next? Can I just hit him with an arrow? You are... Please don't miss. Next. You are next, yes. Right, I'm going to hit him with an arrow, or attempt to at least. Okay, please. All right. Come on, D&D &D gods. We need the one time the arrow's got to hit. It's this time. That's a 10 to hit. Oh, god damn. That hits. Oh, my god. Oh, six god. Oh. And then six six piercing damage. Okay, so you shoot an arrow, and you hit the only visible part of him, which is his ankle. Thank god. Suck it, Achilles. Oh, no. And stumbles backwards <laughs> down the stairs and lays uh, at your feet, Zig. Hmm. Well, I feel like we have control of this situation, Brayden says, from the ceiling. Well, he's still holding this dude. Uh, next in the order is Blitz. So Brayden is, like, sideways on the wall and just, like, holding this dude, like, by the throat. 
No, I'm on the ceiling. So you're on the ceiling. What's the? How's the dude? Is he like dangling? I got him up here pretty good. Okay. Well, so the ceilings are only like 10 or 12 feet. So basically, Brayden's head is almost touching the floor. Oh. And through Brayden's extreme strength, he somehow manages <laughs> to keep this guy from just like straight flopping over. And he's also suspended in the air. Okay, I mean, Blitz is sort of looking around like, it seems seems like the situation is handled. We just have some questions. She's going to walk over to the dude that um, Brayden is holding and just mm-hmm. digs a claw into his skin. Can you answer our questions now, Mr. Person who knows everything? Uh, you want to make a persuasion check or an intimidation check? I feel like that's intimidation. <laughs> Which one's higher? <laughs> I mean, my, my persuasion's way higher, but I feel like that's intimidation. Can you roll intimidation with advantage because I'm currently holding this dude upside down on the roof? <laughs> yes, you yes, you, yes, you can. You can do that. 20. Yay! There it is. She nice. rolled a 13 at first, but now. <laughs> Thank you for the advantage. I, uh, perhaps it's best if we share our knowledge. Hi, <laughs> oh, you don't say. So smart. Go on, my young ward. Do you perhaps have some specific inquiries for this upside down gentleman? Do you know where the dude named Floon is? <laughs> oh, to the point. I, I don't know any names. He's very handsome. He wears fancy clothing. We call him Hot Floon. Uh, hey, um, Lord Always Cold, or Detective Always Cold. Yes, that's me. Give more description. Describe things. I'm in the initiative order for sure. Um, <laughs> I, no one forgot about me, the detective. You were you were busy detecting. It's fine. Say say you say you fellow. Um, I'm looking for a very handsome man, red hair, big chest, strong arms, a butt that will not quit. <laughs> I, I saw man fit in that description. It was the butt part, right? That's the part that, that you remembered the most. Oh my god, Brayden, let him down. No, don't let him down. No, no, keep him up there. He threw an axe at me. No, this is fun. The blood's rushing to his head. Where? Where did you see the man? In the piss. In our room. Let me down, please. I'm going to stab him a little bit more with my finger. <gasps> Can you talk up, please? Chuck, he's close. I can lead you to him. Okay, great. Thank you. Much appreciated. Okay. All right. I like I like how this is going so far. Mm. See how easy that was? So easy. <laughs> Braden <laughs> calmly walks down the d- uh, across the ceiling and down the wall so that the guy is now right side up. The Duragar immediately throws up. Yes. <laughs> uh, do I need to make like a dexterity save? Because <laughs> I'm standing right there. I don't want to describe that, so no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Brayden continues to hold to grapple this guy, though. Ew. Wait, did he throw up on you? No. Gross. Nobody's drawing that fan art. Donnie just wants him to have thrown up, but he doesn't want to describe where he threw up on who or anything like that. You opened this door. I feel like. Duergars can turn their heads around all the way, so he just like threw up on <laughs> So nice. Cool racial ability. Wow. How considerate. How considerate of the guy that we just threatened and almost killed. Okay, what about your friend? What can he do for us? Mm. Your bleeding friend over there. What's his specialty? Tells good jokes or what? I was planning to lead you to the guy, but now there's two of us, I guess. We don't need to. Kill the other one. Yeah. 
We don't. It seems excessive, yes. Mm. Uh, next in the order is Zig. Oh, yeah, let's kill him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who has an issue with killing him? Me. <laughs> Why? Because he, he might have info. But we have but the, the other, other guy. guy. Okay, but the different info. You okay. think you think they have different info? Maybe. One's human, one's... Do you know something that this guy does not know? Oh, yeah, I know everything. I know way more than Visage it. Okay, and now I go over to the other guy. Do you know more than this guy knows? I'd say we know about the same, but I'm a lot more pleasant. Mm, okay, let's kill the other one, then. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the human has a point. Because this guy seems more honest. Or we could... Oh, 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 I have a great idea. Why don't we make them fight each other? <gasps> I love this plan. <laughs> I also am super into it. Oh, yay, Gummy! We are in a hurry, though. Are we? In oh, a hurry? my ship is missing. Who says we're in a hurry? What I'm, are we hurrying I'm in for? a bit of a hurry, but I defer to your judgment, of course. Fight to the death! <laughs> okay, so real quick, fight to the death. You guys got to be super quick about it. Um, I'm going to stand on one exit if someone else can stand on the other. I mean, I'm already in the doorway. Yeah, I'll stand with Zig in, in the in the only viable doorway. Yeah. Okay, I go to the other side of the room. Okay, so you let this doer guard down? But yeah, my money's on the eyeball, guys. <laughs> Both of them? Both of them. It's a funny joke. Okay, how much are we betting? I'm betting five gold on, uh, on shirtless dude. Yeah, the one I had on the ceiling is the one who does not have an arrow in his ankle, so he seems like the same bet. <laughs> As these two Xanathar thugs square off, one of them, an arrow through his ankle, no pants, was just in his pajamas an hour ago. The other, a duergar, only pants, very surly and angry. One outfit between the two of them. One outfit between the two of them. <laughs> Whoever wins gets the other one's clothes. As the Duergar casts Enlarge, suddenly the Duergar grows in size as, and miraculously so do his pants, uh, <laughs> according <laughs> oh, no. to this spell card. And suddenly, where before he was a diminutive dwarf, now his head almost touches the ceiling. Well, I'm glad he didn't do that earlier. Right? Very cool trick. So glad you like it. And he turns, grabs his axe off the floor, and throws it at Blitz. What? Fuck. Okay, in retrospect, we should have seen this coming. Look, it was worth it to try and make two NPCs fight each other. I stand by my decision. <laughs> All right, uh, so what's his to hit? Nine plus four? Thirteen. Nope. Armor class, fourteen. Suck it. Okay, he throws an axe and it sort of like glances off your armor and then it clatters on the ground. How many more of those do you have? Oh, I got a few. We just we just leave them around, you know. Mm. Just in case. Next in the order is uh, Brayden. Are we still hoping that they're fu they'll fight each other, or we should probably put a quick quick end to this? Huh? No, just kill one of them now. Yes. You know you know what? Brayden is super into the fact that this dwarf is now a giant dwarf. He thinks that this is awesome. So. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna go right up to that dwarf and rake him over with his claws that come out of his hands all schnickety schnink. Fourteen to hit. You hit. Sweet. Then I deal five slashing damage. You have blood pouring down his chest from all the multiple wounds. Although his first wound is much smaller now because he has grown in size himself. That's cool. That that's how that works. Yeah, it's a weird spell card. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next up in the order is the human who has a arrow through his ankle and isn't really going anywhere. <laughs> Go for his knees. He's got shit knees. He always has. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> He's got no legs like McGregor. Oh, who's McGregor? Mizra. We're trying to take this dude down, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're keeping the human. Fuck this guy. I'm going to use my short sword again. A, <laughs> a seven to hit. You stab at him and he uh, grabs the sword. Not today. <laughs> Yikes. And swings his arm. Oh. And you go flying and the sword stays in his hand. <laughs> Someone grab that for me later, thanks. <laughs> Blitz. Uh, he's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw because I am using my breath weapon. Oh, great. I love that. Hold on. It's a very small room. Just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this an area of effect attack? Yeah, it's five by 30 feet. Uh, Yeah, we're all going to die. Oh, I'll be fine. Well, is anyone standing? Like, you would have to be behind him. I'm in front of him. I just tried. Oh, no, he flew me. I guess I, I don't know what the layout of the room is. Donnie, is, is there a way for me to hit him without hitting other people? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so he's only going to take three damage. With the rest of my action, I want to try and grab his axe out of the wall or whatever. It just fell on the ground, so it's right in front of you. Okay, so I pick up the axe with the rest of my action. Zig, you up. I'm going to try and attempt to hold the dead again. Have him do a wisdom saving throw. Does it say what he has to beat? 12. 18. Oh, my God. Okay, I give, I, I'm never using the spell again. All right, I'm out. Beefy man. <laughs> Once again, Zig does this like super intricate hand motion thing. And nothing happens. <laughs> the Duragar kind of like digs in his ear for a second and then shakes his head and he's fine. Pretty much, yeah. He is up now. Uh, he's going, to, who's, so Braden, you're still right in front of him. So he's going to use his war pick on you. Sweet. How's that go? <laughs> uh, not good. He rolls a two. Yeah, it doesn't hit. <laughs> okay, he, he like raises his arm up to use the war pick and uh, because of his new size, he just gets stuck in the ceiling. Awesome. Braden. Sweet. Braden. Remembering all these axes that have been flying around, has a, has a smiles as he has a sudden re realization that in fact he has axes also actually <laughs> inside his cape, <laughs> and decides that it would be real fun to try and lodge one of those inside of this dwarf. So uh, gleefully he's going to do that and say "blah" as he does it. Uh, I was ten to hit. Uh, it hit. No, it does not hit. Oh, damn. I love your axe cape. I'll take it off your carps. <laughs> uh, next up is Mizra. Okay, so can I like aim for his eye? You sure can. Great, I'm going to do that. A 12 to hit? That does hit. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and it's five piercing damage. Okay, well, you shoot this dwarf directly in his eye, and he stumbles back and drops your sword, and blood starts spurting from his mouth. With the end of your turn, his enlarging spell ends. Oh, boom. And his skull shrinks around the head of your arrow. Gross. Shredding it up from the inside. Oh. Oh, metal. He trips over a discarded bed frame onto his back, and he does not get up again. Well. Nice shot, them. Uh, where's the other guy? Hey, uh, human man? Don't hit me, don't hit me! No, 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 no. Uh, tell us what you know, or... I'll get an arrow to your eye. I know. I, I, don't, I, I just woke up an hour ago. Actually, also, just roll a uh, roll a persuasion check just for... See if he get, he's going to tell you stuff, but let's see if he gets extra stuff. 23, not 20. I know. I, <laughs> I woke up an hour ago. We were being attacked. I just kept hearing pops and bangs. Me and Krent... Or me and Zemk. I'm Krentz. Hi, by the way. <laughs> Hi. We held up in here and got 
I don't know what was happening out there, but if you could, you, if I know where they're keeping your friend. I think whatever was here left. I don't know. I don't know. He's very freaked out. Okay. Uh, what exactly are you hiding from? What were you fighting? I don't know. We, we woke up and it was already going on. It's just outside on the other side of the door. It's still there? I don't know. It hasn't made any noise for a while. Go check it out. We'll be right behind you. But you have to go first. Uh, Wait, why don't we, why don't we like try to get him to take us to the thing we're trying to go to? Oh, yeah. Tell us where, uh, where Floon is. So while you guys are having this conversation, Blitz went over with the axe and cut the dude's head off that has the arrow in it <laughs> and just walks back over to Mizra and is like, here's your arrow. Oh, thank you. That's very considerate. She just yoinks it out and puts it back in her quiver. Rhaenyra throws up. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get some description? (laughs) This has been Abandoned Quest, a production of Sea Monsters Etc., Featuring Mike Allen as Braden Stabiner, Janelle Irene Lawson as Blitz Avianosets, Sarah Nagel as Zig, and Carlina Manzi as Mizra Tiston. Character and album illustration by Jim, who you can find on Instagram at MadeFetish. So, times are a little weird right now, but we're going to do our best to keep our episode schedule on track. Additionally, we're going to be doing a sort of in-lore audiobook of Volo's Waterdeep and Kyridian, which will bump us up to an episode every other week. If you find Volo's voice super grating, maybe I'll do another version in my ASMR narrator voice somewhere down the line. As I'm sure you can tell, my voices are evolving, and your patience is appreciated. This has been your Dungeon Master, Donnie Knowles. Thank you for listening, stay tuned for Volo, and from all of us at Abandoned Quest... Don't give up. Hail and well met, listeners. My name is Volo Vapkadam, author of such best-selling tomes as Volo's Guide to Monsters, Volo's Guide to All Things Magical, and Volo's Guide to Elegant Partying. That last one's a little bit up in the air, as my manuscript is currently being held in collateral as payment to a group of, mm, let's call them, adventurers. I'm projecting this from my palatial estate because, as you all are well aware, a plague has taken hold of the realm and many of us are being forced to stay at home for the good of Faerun. I've received countless letters, carefully purified and handled only by my secretary's mage hand, begging me to search my prodigious library for something that might put a stop to this dastardly plague. Alas, though I definitely did that and for sure found nothing, I realized in a fevered dream that there was a way I can do my part for my fans across the world. I am announcing, exclusively, a new edition of my out-of-print classic, Volo's Waterdeep in Kyridian, a visitor's guide to the City of Splendors, right here in the feeds of your home crystal vox. What better time to brush up on the history of your fine city than when you're not allowed to see it? I'll be releasing chapters every month and keeping my fingers crossed that those wizards on the coast don't find this disruptive of their magically licensed and approved transmissions. And come on, wizards, I'm a fan. Let's work together. 
But I've gone on long enough, and I need to get back to my latest work outside Collateral, Volo's Guide to Spooks and Specters, which might be sort of a rolling document in the wake of this unpleasantness. So sit back, pour yourself a glass of Equinox Vintage, and as they say in the deep, enjoy the long ride. Part 1. Entering Waterdeep Likely you have already arrived in Waterdeep and borne witness to some of its many wonders. But in case this pamphlet has found its way into your worthy ears in anticipation of your visit, due to the commendable efforts of some friend or family member who loves you dearly, I shall explain briefly the circumstances of entry. You will have traveled through lands claimed and controlled by the Lords of Waterdeep long before you see its walls. If you've come from the south by the tradeway, you'll have met the city guard at their post at Zunbridge. From the north, by way of the long road, you'll have passed under their watchful eyes at the town of Rassilanter, and whether by land or sea, you'll likely have been spotted by the Griffin cavalry, even if you have not spotted them. Worry not. Waterdeep is a welcoming city, and you have nothing to fear from these guardians. Unless, of course, you lead a rampaging army of orcs, a horde of gnolls, or similar. These generous protectors don't even require a toll to be paid, and beware of any city guard who demands a toll and report that incident to a magister of Waterdeep at your earliest convenience. Fool me once, Private Sondheim. Fool me twice, I can't get fooled again. If you travel in a large caravan or on a ship, you will be required to register with the magister at the gate at which you arrive, or with the harbor magister. Magisters could easily be recognized by the black robes they wear, and in fact are commonly called black robes as a result, as well as the city watch force that always accompanies them. Be aware that magisters can pass a sentence without a trial, and it behooves you to treat them with the proper respect. If you travel over land in a small party or alone, you aren't required to register with a magister unless your stay extends beyond a ten-day. At that point, you must register with a magister either at the harbor, the gates, or the city courts. Discovery of your failure to do so can result in a fine or forced labor, as well as some amount of public shaming. Of course, registration subjects you to monthly taxation, but as a truculent old acquaintance from the Dales once told me, the sheep gives the shepherd its fleece, or there will be mutton for dinner. That is, the magisters will get you either way, so you might as well just register up front. That said, many canny visitors with business for a month or a season betimes avail themselves of the hospitality of the inns of Undercliff, the pleasant farmland east of the city proper. Be sure not to call it Underhill, that's the easiest way to spot a tourist or a poorly prepared narrator. The less well-off often find accommodation in the field ward. Because neither of these are official wards of the city, they aren't subject to taxation. Note, however, that because both these areas have yet to be formally accepted as wards of the city, they don't benefit from securities of guild law or protection by the Watch. If you choose to follow this path, be on your guard. Fools rush in, where auditors fear to tread. You might also find yourself riding along South Cliff Way, and if so, be wary. Travelers have been known to disappear along this isolated passage, perhaps victims of the mythic Night Stallion whispered of by the local farmers. You will also be passing by the grounds of Equinox Gardens, owned by Lord Braden Stabiner, rumored to be Waterdeep's premier child of the night. I would think twice about accepting any assistance by Lord Braden, though I would not dare to slander such a man in print. 
I, Volotham Gadam, have personally found Lord Braden Stabiner to be affable, and his vintage is the best on the market. I will say, only humans are granted the title of Lord by the city, and if the rumors of his affliction are true, one is left to wonder, what exactly is Braden Stabiner the Lord of? Regardless of what size party you arrive with or by what means, if you arrive by night or in winter, expect to register. In winter and at night, the gates are shut. Ships aren't expected at night or as a regular occurrence after the first frost of the coming season, and are often met at docking by a magister or by a contingent of the guard who will hold travelers aboard until a magister can be summoned. Though this is often tedious, and a lot of them will concede to a game or two of three-dragon ante. Just be sure to let them win. None of these rules apply to the city's least used gate, the West Gate. This smaller gate opens onto the Mudflats, a mucky beach used by clam diggers, shore fishers, and those brave enough to bathe in the cold waves. Those who make a living through fishing with nets or traps also use this gate, keeping their small boats on the beach to avoid docking fees. Locals register with the guard as they exit and as they enter. No magister is stationed at the gate, but no new arrivals to Waterdeep are accepted here. If you approach by air, expect a vigorous pursuit by and confrontation with the Griffin Cavalry. Only specially licensed individuals and mounts can fly over Waterdeep, but try telling that to a cloud giant. All in all, it's best to land well outside the city and approach on foot. The splendors that await you in Waterdeep are legendary. Each of the city's wards is detailed in this work telling you what to expect depending on where you are, as well as what thrilling things you might see and do. Before that, however, there are the small matters of knowing something of the history of this place you visit, and of understanding how to comport yourself in the Sword Coast's grandest metropolis.